Hello, queens, and welcome to the Purity After Promiscuity podcast, where we are redefining a woman's worth. I'm your host, Janelle Renee, and I just want to say welcome. Hey, girl. I just love it. I love getting up here every Friday. Even though I don't get to see y'all faces, I could just imagine y'all as y'all listen and stream and just how beautiful you all are and how amazing and gorgeous and phenomenal you are. And I just want to just celebrate you all today, sisters, queens, to let you know that you are worthy. It is not just something we say, but I mean it from the bottom of my heart. You're worthy. And so I just want to thank you for joining me here on another episode of the Purity After Promiscuity podcast, where we keep it hot, H-O-T, honest, open, transparent. That's what we do. This is a safe place. Again, you guys may not connect with me right now, but we're working on that. We might have a little, um, some special things about to be rolling out here in the next few weeks. So be on the lookout for that. But right now, all of you guys who are listening, streaming in, all of the new listeners, hey girl, thank you. Welcome. Please come join us on our journey as we're redefining a woman's worth. All things um, womanhood, all things life, right? As it pertains to us being women. Um, so that's what we do here on this, on the, uh, as we're redefining our worth. And also to all my loyal listeners, hey, I just appreciate you guys. I appreciate all of you guys, whether you're a new listener, whether you're a loyal listener, wherever you fit on that spectrum, thank you for joining. I understand your time is valuable. Your life is busy. You out here doing your thing. You don't have to take time to spend 45 minutes to an hour with me going on this journey, but I'm glad you did. You're here. So we about to get into it. Okay, so this episode is called Beauty in a Bottle, and it was inspired by a poem that I wrote called Beauty in a Bottle that I wrote probably about hmm, six years ago, maybe, or more, something like that. But <laughs> yeah, that, that poem is so special to me, and I will read it for you guys, woo-woo. Uh, here shortly um, because it really does speak to um, just everything beauty right and as we're redefining a woman's worth sometimes we got to redefine what what we what certain words mean to us or how we perceive certain words or what they look like right and I think beauty is something that really we need to try to like have our own self-definition because if we continue to use society or culture's definition, we're gonna, a lot of times when we don't measure up to what they say the standard of beauty is, we oftentimes begin to now, we are resenting resenting ourselves, we are looking down on ourselves, we're, we're now being overtaken with comparison and competition. Um, we, again, that low self-esteem begins to creep in and now we are not seeing our value, our worth, and it's just like, it's a, it just trickles and it's a spiral or you you're constantly working to try to do something to yourself to to in order to fit the image that they set right so now you're going out and you're you're getting some kind of uh, surgery done to your body or you're you know you're trying to do something with your hair or adding hair you're doing something with makeup or lashes or nails and you know whatever whatever it is right and not to say any of those things are bad but i think it's bad when it's coming from a toxic place So we just want to dispel all of these myths about what beauty is because truly 
that saying beauty is in the eye of the beholder is true because beauty is not a standard set by a a particular like a, a group or you know like um society or you know culture or media social media that's not the standard of beauty because everybody don't look that way but that don't mean you're not beautiful and so what that does is when we begin to look at these standards and we begin to allow these standards to become the measure by which we measure beauty for ourselves, then we, we disqualify either people or ourselves because, again, we don't measure up. So it's like people are being left out. You know, people are, you know, people are being, you know, like literally like shunned and being outcasted and even if it's in their own mind because this image of what beauty is supposed to look like does not is not what they see in the mirror and so i know for for um personal experience that i struggle with that because as i had children i gained a lot of weight um and i may have mentioned that before but um I'm, i don't know my body just responds to pregnancy um really um harshly and so i end up being really 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 sick for a long time i'll be having weird symptoms like spitting um i have hyperemesis where they can't stop me from throwing up i'm in the hospital i'm on ivs you know i have to have a bucket at all times like i i mean it's just bad and on top of those things i gain a lot of weight even when i'm not able to eat because I'm constantly throwing up my body. It's like my, my metabolism completely shuts down. So, and because I'm not getting no nutrients, cause I'm always throwing up, like my, my body is in like heart hyper starvation mode where it's just harboring any and everything it can because I'm not able to keep anything down. But what that is now I'm gaining weight like crazy. So with my second pregnancy, I gained for sure a hundred pounds, literally like no exaggeration. I was about, 249 when I had my second son. With my third son, I gained about 80. And uh, my son is nine. <laughs> He'll be 10 uh, this month, actually, on the 30th. And needless to say, I'm still carrying weight from when I was pregnant with him, right? So that in and of itself is something that weighs heavy on me because I'm looking at media, right? I'm looking at social media. I'm looking at media. I'm looking at entertainment. I'm looking at, you know, even just out in, just in my own personal life and I'm seeing what all of these standards and ideas of what beauty looks like. And then I always go back to the thing that I, my body don't look like that. Like, I don't have an Instagram model body. And even if I did, like, yes, you can lose weight. You can you can alter that, right? So I can go, I can work out, I can lose all the weight I want, right? But I still got a bunch of stretch marks because my body still was, you know, stretched out, out of capacity or out of its normal, um, its normal mode. So my body was not able to really respond in a way where I, I bounced back. So I got stretch marks, you know, I got a little flap, you know, I got all kinds of things going on because I didn't have three kids. But then on the flip side, you might got sis over here who done had five kids and she looked like she ain't had none. And it's like, how do, how do, how do that happen? Where they do that at? You know what I'm saying? Like, how come I gotta, you know, have a baby and it looked like I done had 10 babies and then sis over here done had five babies and look like she had no babies. I don't get it. But that's just life. 
And so if I allow everybody else's standard of beauty, then I'm not going to ever feel beautiful because I don't measure up. I don't look like what the what the magazines say. You know, I'm not looking like what these models and these different women who, you know, these influencers and all these people, I don't look like that. So for me, I had to dispel that ideology because if I didn't, I'm never going to love myself because I'm always going to feel like I'm falling short. Because I'm, I'm allowing everything and everybody else to determine who, who I am or my beauty or my worth or my identity. And so as we're redefining our worth, it's time out for that. Like, it, you don't have to look like these different images that you see. Your body don't have to be a certain way. Yes, if and, I, and I'm speaking to myself, y'all. If you want to change it, if you're not happy and it's something that you can do within reason without going and just totally trying to manipulate and change your entire body by doing surgery and getting all these other things, if you just want to work out, eat healthy, get right, do that. Because at the end of the day, that's going to help you overall. One proponent of redefining your worth is getting healthy mentally, emotionally, physically, spiritually, right? They, they all go hand in hand. If, if one is out of balance, then you're out of balance. So I'm a big proponent of getting healthy. Yes, I'm a procrastinator and I have been procrastinated. procrastinating. I will be the first to admit it. I procrastinate. However, I'm working on that because... I'll be 40 this year in September. And I'm like, I want to be fabulous in 40, period. Not for nobody else, but for me. I want to love me. I want to be confident in my own skin. I want to look in the mirror and be like, oh, girl, you're fine. Absolutely. Not in a conceited way, but in a way that I really believe what I'm saying. Because for so many years of my life, when I looked in the mirror, I didn't like what I saw. And I know somebody on here can relate. Or when somebody told me I was beautiful, it was almost like insulting because I didn't feel beautiful. So it's a big deal for me to really truly love me. Flaws and all, slab and all, stretch marks and all, scars and all. That's a big deal for me because I, I've come from really having like a self-hatred or self-loathing because I just was so unhappy with my physical body, you know, with the way I look, you know, I didn't feel sexy, I didn't feel desirable. So even even in, when I was in a relationship and, and a man was, you know, really um, attracted to me physically, a part of me in my mind didn't believe it. Like that was one of the one of the main back and forth things that I would um, have with uh, in my last relationship is because to him, I, I mean, I'm not in his mind. I, I just can't speak for him. I can only speak for me. But he was adamant that he, you know, was that I was beautiful. You know, I was desirable. I was beautiful. Yada yada yada. Right. But I just didn't believe it. And and a lot of it was just my own insecurity, but too, it was also his actions, right? And so at the end of the day, I just never felt like I was beautiful. I never felt desirable. I never felt sexy. I never felt like I'm really going to get um, the type of man that I want because in my mind, the type of man that I want wants to a type of woman a certain type of woman you know to have a certain type of look and I don't fit that so you know I just walked around just very discouraged and really low-key resenting myself because I'm like why 
Why do I got these stretch marks? Why did I have to gain all this weight? Why did my body have to respond to pregnancy like that? Why has it been so hard for me to just get committed? You know, just start really, just start, you know, exercising or just start getting more active. Just start really being intentional with um, consistently eating healthy. Um, you know, and some of you guys who know me personally may think like, well, you don't even eat meat or you're a vegetarian, you're a vegan. Um, just because you're a vegetarian or a vegan does not mean you eat healthy. Um, that's, that's a myth in and of itself, because at the end of the day, because you take so many things out your diet, sometimes if you're not careful, you, what you, what you will try to, um, supplement or what you will try to, um, eat more of can be the unhealthy things. You may start eating more carbs. You know what I mean? You may start eating more junk. You may start eating more processed food. So it doesn't, you know, veganism or being a vegetarian doesn't always equal healthy. So you can absolutely be a vegan or a vegetarian being healthy. So at the end of the day, you know, it comes down to me making a choice. But I have struggled with low self-esteem and just not being motivated because of feeling just so um, unvaluable and unworthy and not beautiful and unlovable, you know, and all of these things that I just wasn't even motivated, really. And so I didn't do it. And so I'm like, it's time out for that, you know, because life gonna keep passing this by. Life gonna keep passing this by. And the saying is, the older you get, the harder it is to get rid of it. So I'm like, oh, well, I gotta do something. Because I really want to love me. I want to love the skin I'm in. Even if I'm a little, you know, I, I mean, to be, I don't want to be super skinny. I, I, I personally don't. But I just want to feel good and look good in my clothes, right? I want, when I'm married, I don't want to be ashamed to get naked in front of my husband. Because, y'all, that's a thing. Like, because that's how I be. Like, even though I was living an unrighteous life and I was not doing things according to the word of God and I was fornicating in my relationships um, previously um, before I started being abstinent yet and still like I still was always self-conscious I was still always like so afraid to take off all my clothes so I always wanted to have on a shirt you know or something to cover me up because I didn't want to be seen and that was a big thing for me. And so that also played into my experience with, um, you know, sex because I couldn't really get into it or get totally comfortable because I just, you know, too busy trying to make sure that I, you know, that I'm keeping myself covered that, you know, and or if I, if I was coerced to be, you know, to take off the shirt or whatever, um, it was just like my mind is so distracted, focused on at all the flaws and everything that's wrong. And so in my mind, I'm picking myself apart. And then my then I'm thinking like, what is he thinking? Is he repulsed when he see it? You know, so it's just it just makes for a bad experience. And one thing like we just gonna be honest here. We all adults. I hope nobody under 18 is listening. If so, please, please, please. Um, you might not want to listen to this episode. I just want to give a disclaimer. This is mainly for people who are 18 and above, um, who are um, young adults or adults. Um, so I want to leave that out there. If you are under 18, please go get permission from your parents. Talk about uh, the content with your parent and get the go ahead or listen to it with a parent um, before you proceed, especially with this particular episode. Because again, my my whole um, goal here is to is to help women to redefine their worth to become their whole selves. And, and in that, 
most of us or some of us who desire to be married uh there is no secret that sex is a part of marriage i mean i hope it i hope you're not shocked to know that when you get married your husband gonna want to have sex sis like i hope that's just not shocking to you like if it is it's out the, the cat is out the bag okay sis the man is gonna want to do what married people do okay the worst thing for you though is to come into that space, right? With this man that you're in a covenant with, that you profess your love with, that you're gonna spend the rest of your life with. And if you're a Christian, the Bible clearly tells us that our body is not our own. Once we're married, your body now belongs to your spouse and your spouse's body belongs to you. And now we are here. One of the roles of a spouse in marriage is to satisfy the physical um, part of the desire that your spouse has. And you don't want to go in there all insecure, all shy, you know, all, you know, uh, just covering yourself up or, you know, being all tense and stuff because he going to feed off that energy. Now he going to feel rejected. He going to think something is him. He going to think you don't like him. Then now he got things going on in his mind. And now he might think, well, she don't like it. Or, you know, she don't want me. Or maybe I'm not good enough. Maybe, you know, my size ain't big enough. You know, he going to start thinking things in his mind. And next thing you know, he gonna, uh, some woman going to come out of the woodwork. And she going to get to telling him how fine he is. And next thing you know, because he feel rejected by you. Now he over here doing stuff he ain't got no business. So it's just like a domino effect, you know. And it can turn into a disaster. They're all because we haven't dealt with those things right before we get into those situations. And be truth be told, even if you are married right now, sis, and that's still you right now, it's okay. It is not over. You still have time to work on yourself, work on your self-esteem. See, because marriage don't fix your issues. A spouse don't fix your issues. You have to fix your issues. You're responsible for your own healing. A marriage don't heal you. A marriage don't fill your void. And see, a lot of us, we have that false perception. I did um, up until I started really going on my journey of healing. I had a false perception and that's why I almost married my ex, even though every sign in the world, every color flag in the world told me, no, 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 no. I was so... um, I was so uh, dedicated and I was just so committed to the idea of being married and getting married to him because in my mind, I thought having a husband and being married was going to some way fix these internal battles, right? That was going to some way fill these voids that I have because of the things I don't like about myself or because of my own low self-esteem and low self-perception or because of my own lack of worth and value that I have for myself. I thought that this was going to be the answer to my problems, but I found out quickly that it was not true. And so I want us to begin to truly being honest with ourselves and being real and, and taking responsibility. Like it's not nobody else's responsibility to fix you. Like that's the thing about it. We got to start as we're redefining our worth, being taking your responsibility, being having that taken, being accountable to what belongs to you. Like, no, you don't got to accept somebody else's BS. Absolutely not. What somebody else did that was wrong was probably wrong. And that's them. But what you need to do is accept and be accountable to your part in it. Right? Like, again, I, I know I've said before on other episodes, I had to start, I had to stop blaming my ex for everything. 
Because I used to. Everything was his fault. It was always his what he did, what he didn't do. Well, he didn't do this and he did that. He treated me like this and he did this with this girl. And he did it. And, but I, why was I never, ever looking at me, though? I didn't. I wasn't looking at, well, how did I even get in this relationship with this man? What made me continue to go down the path and the road in the relationship with him when I clearly had every sign, like I said, that told me not to? Why did I see the red flag and continue to put my foot on the gas? Why did I do that? Why, after he did the first thing that was really a deal breaker, why didn't I leave? When he showed me time and time again who he was, why didn't I believe him? Right. So these are the things I have to be accountable for, because, see, that's me. He didn't force me to be with him. It was me. So and be, until I could look at me and say, well, you know what? I played a part in here in this, too. I couldn't heal. I couldn't heal. And, 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 and the fact that I started to realize that I was trying to look for a, a solution to a problem that only I could fix. He couldn't make me feel beautiful. He couldn't make me feel sexy and desirable. He couldn't make me feel worthy. He couldn't make me feel valuable. He couldn't. Now, could he have done things to maybe, you know, aid it or help it? Sure. But at the end of the day, it's not his responsibility to fix my issues. So I had to take responsibility for that. And it's the same way when we're trying to redefine our worth and we really want to begin not just to say we're beautiful, but believe it. Not to just say we're worthy, but believe it. Literally walk in it. Like, because when you know you worthy and when you know you you beautiful, there's a confidence you have. There, I mean, it's a way you walk. It's a way you carry yourself. It's a way you walk in a room. It's a way you hold your head high. Not pride, but confident. Knowing that you are fearfully and wonderfully made. Knowing that you are the apple of God's eye. Knowing that you are the only you. Knowing that you are beautiful. Knowing that you are worthy. Knowing that you deserve love. Knowing like all of these things, like you have to know it. And that be the difference between you know, a woman that we may see in an image versus maybe one of us is the fact that it ain't so much of her outer that's so beautiful. What's happening is it's the confidence that she's exuding that is literally adding to her outer being beautiful and it's making her look even more beautiful. And that's why the men are looking after her. Yeah, maybe she is wearing stuff that's a little, you know, revealing. Maybe she is, you know, taking pictures, you know, showing off her behind. Maybe she is, but what if she ain't? What if she's just taking dope pics because she fly, because she stylish, because she fabulous, because she, you know, whatever she's doing, you know, she's fulfilled, you know, she's successful, you know, she like killing it. What if that's what it is and men, and, and that's what the men are drawn to? Because see, we have the false perception in our mind, of some of us anyway, we think that the reason why men be checking after certain women is because of the image that they are portraying. And sometimes that's true. But men, when, when it's women like that, and I've heard men say it time and time again, when it's a woman who is leading with her sexuality, when it's a woman who's leading with her body, that's what the man is wanting. That's what he's after. 
But when it's a woman who is leading with her confidence, when it's a woman that's leading with her security, when it's a woman that is leading, you know, with her just being just fabulous, like, and just like, just being secure in who she is. The men who are checking for her is the men who trying to wife her. So if you, sis, want to be married, if you're not, what you have to do is redefine your worth. You have to find your identity. You have to find your truth. The truth is you're beautiful regardless of what the outer appearance says. And there is ways that you can accent your beauty. There's ways you can accent your body no matter what type of body type you have. There's ways that you can accent your fa- your features. There's ways that you can do things to just pull out the beauty that's already in. But you got to be so confident that you're beautiful that if you did none of those things, that you still will be beautiful. And when we look at you, sis, we, gonna, we can see it. You don't even have to tell us. We look. It's many a times I see women, a woman, and like she, like I love the way, like her outfit or her style or her hair or how she got her makeup. And I'm like, dang, she fly. You know what I'm saying? Not in a, you know, weird way or being attracted to her or nothing like that, but just simply because it's like, like she, like she, she fly, like she's stylish. You know what I mean? She beautiful. You know, she pretty. And it's like, dang, you know. It's because she knows how to accent the inner beauty and bring that out and bring that confidence out. And it shows. It's like, so if we really are desiring to be married, even if you're not, it doesn't matter. You still want to be the best version of you. And you still want to look in that mirror and say, hey, boo, hey, girl, just hey, babe. You know what I mean? Talk to yourself like that. How you want your husband or your, your boo to talk to you. You got to talk to yourself like that. Like, hey, girl, like you looking fine today, girl. Like, come on now. Like, that's that's how it got to get. It got to get to that place where you so in love with you before somebody else can be in love with you. Since you got to be in love with you. See, we be wanting a man to come in here and do all the work and and, and love us so much that that, then we love ourselves. Like, no, that's backwards. We love ourselves so much that it's a privilege that we let him come love us. Like, that's what it is for real. Because the Bible says he who finds a wife finds a good thing. So that not to say that the man ain't a good thing because he is. However, obviously you a good thing. So you the prize. And he, him being allowed to come and love you is a privilege to him. Not, it's not your fix to your problems or your insecurities. It's in addition to because you're beautiful even if he's not there. That is what I want us to be. That is how I want us to walk. That's how I want us to talk. That's how I want us to walk in a room and captivate it, turn heads. Not because, you know, what we got on is so crazy, so outlandish, you know, or super too revealing, but simply because it is the confidence, because it is the beauty, the inner beauty that is exuding out of us. It is because of the security. It is because we understand and we own our worth, our value, because we have discovered our identity and our style. Some of us are so busy trying to copy everybody else's style. You ain't got one of your own. That's your problem. You confused. You trying to look like this model and this girl and this entertainer and this housewife and this and this and this because you think that's the way you got to look to get a man because maybe they got a man and they got a baller or they got this and they got a, a high, what do they call them? A high value man or whatever, all these things, right? But sis, no, what you really got to do is you got to discover you. You got to 
discover you. You got to figure out what's your style. What do you like? When you walk in the room, what is what is you want your image to reflect? What are, it's like you're your own brand. You know, a lot of us are entrepreneurs or whatever, or aspiring entrepreneurs, you know, got side hustles and stuff. And so, you know, like brand and brand is your image, right? Your brand. And when you're branding, you all you do a lot of research and you take a lot of time in looking at things like your brand style, your, your you know, your colors, you know, your fonts, your logo, all of the, all of the uh, visuals to your brand, because the visual is what speaks first. That is the first thing your potential clients see. And in the few seconds from them seeing your brand visually, they make a decision in their mind if they want to know more. If they want to patronize, if they want to, you know, if they want to get your services, buy your, buy your product, whatever it is, they determine that first off of what they see. It's the same way with people when it comes to networking or relationships or opportunities. You know, even when you go to a job interview, there is a interview etiquette. There is an interview etiquette. There's a way you should appear. There is a colors you should wear. It is certain, you know, accessories you should wear. It is certain be, uh, mannerisms you should have. It is certain things that like there's a whole etiquette to job interviews and people who understand the etiquette and they master the etiquette. Those are the ones that get the positions. They don't always be the most qualified. See, because that's the thing. You don't have to be the most qualified. You just got to appear to have the most confidence. You got to, you have to woo and wow those that are in front of you, right? That is how you get an opportunity. Yeah, your accolades, your degree, your certifications and all those things, they might help. But at the end of the day, when a person interview you, the interviewer are looking for certain things. They're not looking necessarily for your qualifications. They're looking for your character, because a good job, a good interviewer know that they can't build character. They can train you on a job. That's why you go to training, right? That's why you go to training. Because I can train you to do the job, but I cannot train you to have character. So see, when you don't know these things, and so when we are when we are presenting ourselves to the world each and every day, because however you show up, that's the way you're presenting yourself. So if you're always out here and you got your scarf on and your bonnet and your PJs and you got your, your house shoes on, that's just, that's the way you're presenting yourself to the world. So then when you don't get opportunities or the opportunities are so um, minimal or just so outlandish and you're insulted and you don't understand why somebody's approaching you like that or you know talking you got to check yourself and say well what am i presenting if you want a certain type of opportunity what are you presenting if you want a certain type of lifestyle what are you presenting if you want a certain type of man what are you presenting and see what you present on the outside, it, it really is determined by how you feel inside. So when you always in your leggings and your t-shirts, and trust me, I love me some leggings and, and, and a, uh, a sweatshirt or a t-shirt, uh, especially when I'm lounging around the house because I like to be comfortable. However, when it's time to get dressed and step out like I'm going to be doing here in a few minutes, um, oh, I know how to present myself. But I had to get back to that because for a long time I had 
I lost that. I lost my identity. I lost the motivation, right? I lost the desire. And so I wasn't taking care of myself like I used to. I used to get my hair done. And it's not to brag or boast. It's just really to like drive the point in. When I was um, in the world and I was just doing all the things in the world, one thing I was was fly doing it. Okay. I was doing, I was, oh, listen, I was a hellion. However, I was a fly one. And it ain't to glorify it because if God had not saved me, I would be a one ticket way to hell today. So I thank God for Jesus. But what I'm saying is when I was out here in the world, though, I made sure my hair was done every week, every two weeks. You did not see me with ponytails unless it was because I got one done at the hair salon. You didn't see me with my hair just undone. If you saw me with my hair not looking done, it was probably because I was on my way to the salon. Because that's just how I did it. Um, clothes. I always was dressed every single day for the most part. It wasn't really a day that I did not get dressed even if I wasn't going nowhere. Have perfume on every day. Even if I am just get out the shower and I'm staying at home, I put on perfume. These were things that I did every day and they it became a part of my identity, right? That's what we were known for. The girls that I hung out with, we all were like, we were like minded in that way that we always kept ourselves up on the outside. But see, here was the problem with me at that time. The reason why that was wrong then is because I was dressing up the outside, but I had never dealt with the inside. So no matter how much I could dress up the outside, my out my inside never matched my outside. And anybody who, if I let somebody get close enough, they would better figure it out. That's why I kind of kept people at a distance because I didn't want them to get too close because if they got too close, they might see the truth. And the truth was, yeah, it looked all good and looked all put together and like I got it all together on the outside, but inside I was just dying. So here we are today, oh, well over a decade later, and I'm just now getting to a place where I'm like, okay, I need to I need to own my identity. I need to own my style, but I need my inside to match my outside. No longer do I want to use clothes, shoes, hair, you know, makeup, all of these other things to mask what's really going on inside. I want to really be free. I want to be liberated and I want to be happy with who I am. Genuinely like, I just want to be happy with me. Like, if I have to be all by myself and sit, I just still want to be feeling like I'm cool because I'm a good time. You know what I'm saying? Because I like being with me. Because I love me. And a lot of times, that that's not easy for some of us. It wasn't easy for me for a long time. So I'm like, sis, here we are. We got to get to the core. We got to deal with the root. We got to deal with our own issues. We can't expect other people. We can't blame everybody else. We can't blame this person because they stole my man. Oh, we can't blame this person because, you know, they lied on me on the job. We can't, that, those things probably are true. However, whatever the result of that was, whatever the wound that created, it is your responsibility to heal it. Is not their responsibility. There, it is unfair to put a burden on somebody else and it don't belong to them. That's unfair. It's unfair to make a man think that he has to fix your issues or he has to work overtime to make you feel secure or he has to work overtime to make you feel beautiful. Since if you don't feel that already for yourself, you're not going to feel it. 
<laughs> excuse me, I gotta drink some water, y'all. Because I'm going in today. But seriously, I want us to truly, I mean, I want us to be, <laughs> I don't even know how to say it, but I'm saying, sis, I don't care what it is. I don't care what physically you don't like about yourself, what you think um, could be better, should be better. I don't care. Sis, you're beautiful. Period. God ain't made no mistakes. If it's something you don't like, change it. If, if you don't know how to style your body type, Google. Let me tell you, you can Google everything. Everybody can't afford a stylist, don't want a stylist. But at the end of the day, if you're struggling with how to you know, dress your body type, or if you're struggling on how to uh, find a clothes from a site that really are flattering or fashionable, I'm telling you, ask recommendations if you on social media if you ask recommendations people will give you the recommendations but if all else fails youtube and google is your go-to okay if you don't know what kind of hairstyle will accent your face or or your skin tone or whatever if you don't have a hairstylist again you can google that if you want to figure out what you may need to do to, you know, to be more healthy, you know, uh, for or what what is a healthy weight for you? You know what your BMI should be according to your height. Google. <laughs> I mean, sometimes the answers is right there in front of us. But maybe we just need somebody to help us to point them out. Right. Like whatever it is that you are struggling with that you feel like is unlikable. Or, you know, that you just wish you could change. Nine out of ten, again, without, I'm not a proponent of going and just totally transforming your body, doing all these surgeries and getting all this stuff added in and taking out, whatever. Um, I am a proponent on being healthy, though. And doing the, and going through the process of actually changing your life. You know, a diet is something most people gain their weight back because it's a diet. It's not a lifestyle change. So the moment you stop that behavior, all the weight come back because you got to keep up that behavior to maintain it. But when you change your lifestyle, it just becomes a part of your day to day. Right? So I'm more of, I'm more of a lifestyle change type person. Like if you know that you eat very unhealthy, what are the small attainable things you can start doing right now today to incorporate more healthy foods, to incorporate more fruits and vegetables, to, to drink more water, right? And if I know some people don't like water, I hear that from a lot of people. Oh, I don't like water. I don't like water. They got all kind of flavor waters. They got stuff. You can get, you know, infuser cups and you can put, you know, fruit in it. You can do all kind of stuff, you know, to, to make it more pleasing to you. Just so you can get your water in because our bodies are 75% water in. Sis, if you ain't drinking water, you're doing yourself a disservice because it's affecting your skin. It's affecting your hair. <laughs> it's affecting your rest. You know, it's affecting everything. Uh, it's affecting your weight um, because our bodies need water. It's, it's, it's the majority made up of water. So again, these are things that we can actually work on, right? These are things we can just do in a matter of a decision. But we got to dispel this, this false um, ideology and this myth about what beauty really is. You don't have to do all that. You don't even have to. If you just like being plain Jane, just be plain Jane and be fabulous. That's not wrong with that. If you don't like wearing makeup, if you don't like having fancy hairstyles, if you like just wearing your hair natural, I love wearing my hair natural and I love having a natural look. Um, I will put on like a bold lipstick or something like that. 
put a little bronzer on, but I don't I don't get into like wearing a full face of makeup or anything like that. It's just not my thing. However, I love the way I I love the way I look in a more natural, clean look. And it's not nothing wrong with a woman who likes to wear a little more makeup or do a little more. That's fine. It's just a personal preference, but figure out what yours is. And stick with it. Own it. And quit trying to look like everybody else. How do you expect a man to find you if and when he come looking for you, you looking like everybody else? You want to stand out. You want to be the one that catch his eyes. You want to be the one that captivate him. What? How he supposed to choose if everybody is like a cookie cutter and everybody look the same? No. Be you. Uniquely. Unapologetically. You. Whatever your style is. Own it. It doesn't matter. But let's stop using the standards from society and social media and culture and, 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 and entertainment and all of these things. Because, see, when you, again, when other kind of media and entertainment, a lot of that stuff not real. Or, you know, a lot of people, they spend a lot of money to keep them bodies. You know what I mean? A lot of money. You know, it's not natural. So a lot of things we see ain't really what, ain't really what it is. And so we can't allow these things that really sometimes are just unrealistic to be the measure by which we um, define our beauty. And so I just want to lead that with you guys today. I want you guys to know you're beautiful. I don't care where you at, who you are, what you look like, what color you are, what culture you are, what nationality you are, what language you speak, what religion you are. I do not care. You're beautiful. And I will say it again. Sister, sis, you are beautiful. So... I want to end the podcast today with the poem that I wrote called Beauty in a Bottle. And this I dedicate to every woman listening. And hey, sis, if you got a sister, a friend, a daughter, um, just another woman in your life that you feel needs to hear this particular podcast, please share it. Um, because it's so important that we uplift one another. It's so important that we encourage one another and help pull our sisters up. Like we need each other. You know, we can get so catty. It can be so dramafied, right? It can be so much competition because we feel like we got to compete with the next woman because, you know, it's a shorter generation man or it's a shortage of opportunity or whatever but really it's not it's not if we just come together and love one another we can get more accomplished so again um i just encourage you even if you see your mother like whoever the woman is in your life that you feel really needs to understand that she's beautiful just the way she is and if she needs to and wants to make herself even more beautiful she can right um and just let her know you love her and so yes so I just want to go ahead and read you guys my poem. I hope you like it. Y'all got to bear with me. I, I'm nervous because I don't really read my poems for people. They are very, very intimate and very, um, just, you know, I get, I'm, I'm very, I'm not yet comfortable with this whole poet thing, right? So just bear with me. So here's this, um, this is this piece called Beauty in a Bottle. There is beauty in a bottle. It has sailed out to sea. Somehow she has lost it and sh this shouldn't be. Beauty isn't everything God has created, but the standards of the world has manipulated the very essence of the beauty that has emanated in you. A woman embodies beauty through and through. Be beauty comes from within and has nothing to do with sin. Despite what someone says we have to do to win her beauty. Beauty, oh, no, I lost my... Okay, y'all, hold on, bear with me. 
I tried to get down to the next sentence and it's like trying to uh, not let me be great. So we're going to start over because this thing is trying not to let me be great. Let me make sure I can just go down. Yeah, I can do it this way. So I won't. Um, it literally went back to the beginning, y'all, from page 16 because I wrote, I got a poetry book. And this is uh, one of the pieces that I have in my poetry book that I'm considering republishing. So I'll keep you guys updated on that. But here we go one more time. See? Sometimes things happen. You just got to roll with it and it's okay. Um, again, this piece is Beauty in a Bottle. There is beauty in a bottle. It has sailed out to sea. Somehow she has lost it and this shouldn't be. Beauty isn't everything God has created, but the standards of the world has manipulated the very essence of the beauty that has emanated in you. A woman embodies beauty through and through. Beauty comes from within and has nothing to do with sin. Despite what someone says, we have to win her beauty. Beauty is not a title. It is who we are. So it's time to get it back full throttle. When God sees you, he sees the most beautiful thing. That's why creation wasn't complete without the help meet. Women equate beauty in every way. So it doesn't matter what society, what social media says. She is too fat, too thin. She needs more hair. Now that isn't fair because beauty is much deeper than changing your beauty, trying to be a keeper. Beauty is an expression that cannot be sold since from the begin the very beginning, every woman was made with beauty unfolded. No matter who you are, where you have been, what you do, when God breathed, breathed the breath of life, you have beauty in you. Beauty is right in your midst, so stop letting people tell you untruths from myths. You are beautiful just the way you are, yet society makes you think having beauty is like buying a new car. Embrace your beauty like a soldier coming home to his family from duty and never let it go. It doesn't matter if you don't look like a model because every woman has beauty, even if it's beauty in a bottle. Chop it up for me, y'all. <laughs> I hope you guys enjoyed it. That's my piece, Beauty in a Bottle. You are beautiful. You are worthy. No matter what you have gone through, no matter what you're going through right now today, that does not take away from your beauty. I want you to know that, to remember that, to believe that, to receive that. I hope you guys enjoyed this week's episode of the Purity After Promiscuity podcast, where we are redefining a woman's worth. This episode today is titled Beauty in a Bottle. Yay. Yes, yes, yes. We're beautiful. We're beautiful. We're beautiful. We're beautiful. You are beautiful. I hope you guys enjoyed the poem. Again, as you could tell, I was nervous. Then, of course, the computer was trying to sabotage me, didn't want to let me be great. But we got it. And yes, I want you to know that I wrote that for each and every one of you all who listens to this podcast. Know that you are beautiful, right? Um, so yes, sis, I would love to connect with you. Please, please, please feel free to reach out. Go, go, get off the podcast as soon as this episode ends. Go to Facebook, look up Redefining a Woman's Worth, like the page, share, comment. You can listen to the podcast from it. You can go to my website from it. You can just do a bunch of things. You can go play around, look and see how I release content, do all the things. You guys can message me. We can connect, you know, like there's like we can get interactive. So I would really appreciate if you all could go over to the peer to the um, Redefining a Woman's Worth Facebook page. Also, you can hit me up on Instagram at Janelle Renee underscore one. Or if you want to just email me directly, you can do that at purityafterpromiscuity at gmail.com. 
I would love to hear from you, connect with you. Please let me know if you're being encouraged, you're being edified, it's helping you. Um, again, that encourages me because I get up here every week with the intention to help another woman to redefine her work. So as always, until we meet again, I want to leave you with our saying that we have to believe our past, your past does not define you. It develops you and you are worthy.